Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 118 of Sack King's Therapy, starting the 2021-2022 season. Although not with a Kings game, it will be Kings related. Uh, with me, of course, as always, uh, is Fong Legacy. Oh, boy, I'm botching these lines. It's Fong Legacy. Hello. Yeah. Hey. Hello. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, so before we actually get into the Kings news, I just want to quickly mention that we just finished watching the Lakers and Warriors game. And uh, what do you think about Jordan Poole? He's looking pretty nice. I think he improved in a lot of ways, I gotta say. I mean, what, what was his box score? I didn't uh, check. Jeez. I actually just closed it. Damn it. Hold on. He, have... he, he was hitting those key threes that, you know contributed to the Warriors win and so he was 8 for 18 4 for 11 from 3 and a plus 2 20 points pretty good pretty good I I, I was I said he was going to be a 6 man he actually started which I didn't notice um so maybe he won't be the 6 man if he well when Clay Thompson comes back he's going to the bench but <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see how that goes but hey I mean he's looking like the 6 man of the year I won't ask you too much about Steph Curry uh, MVP odds because he didn't have a great game, but he was still Steph. And, uh, you know, um, my Warriors predictions uh, looking good so far. Yeah, I'll see. Okay, well, let's get to the main topic. Pretty much the reason why I wanted to do a quick episode before uh, the Kings' first game. Uh, so I was originally just going to do it on Marvin not getting an extension. The deadline for extensions was yesterday at 3 p.m. And, you know, a bunch of extensions came in. Uh, one of them n most noticeable was Jaron Jackson. I think it was, I don't remember the number. It was like 110 million. I don't remember the exact number. But uh, for Kings fans, they they were just waiting on the Marvin extension, and it had been reported by James Ham saying that he had not heard anything about extension talks. And lo and behold, 3 p.m. pass, there was no extension. <sighs> that's that's too bad, but you know, I guess uh, the team's moving on from him. Uh, well, I don't know. We haven't heard too much news besides uh, what has happened today, so you want to go on with that just before that um th so the kings could actually extend a qualifying offer to him and mm -hmm. basically he can take that and become un become restricted i think next off season if he doesn't um, want to take if he doesn't take the offer or if the kings don't extend it to him he can be unrestricted this off season which uh, chances are he's probably gonna just go unrestricted this off season because a report came out today well, I don't even know the order of the events, but the what what sparked the controversy was Jeff Swartz, which is his agent. I don't know for what agency. His agent basically tweeted out. Let me pull up the tweet real quick. Why did I not have this pulled out? But the sub the quick version is basically him saying that the the Kings have mismanaged this situation, and that they're for whatever reason not trading Marvin for the sake of value. And basically, he's, he's basically implying that they, they're screwing Marvin. Right, so he, okay, so here is, here's the full quote. Sacramento, this is from Jeff Schwartz. 
Uh, so Sacramento has informed Marvin Bagley he is not in the opening night rotation, which is completely baffling. It's clear they have no plans for him in the future, and yet passed on potential deals at last year's deadline and this summer's based on value, in quotations. Instead, they chose to bring him back but not play him? A move completely contradictory to their value, in quotations, argument. This is a case study in mismanagement by the Kings organization, Jeff Swartz. <sighs> oh, man. So it's just opening night, right? Just opening night? So, yeah, that's what's been reported so far. There's no con- there, There's nothing else beyond this. Everything else is just speculation so far. I've not heard anything from the reporters, but yes, he is out of the opening night rotation, Marvin is. And honestly, this confused me. I- I'm not sure why he'd be out. Like, I- he has a spot here, I think. He fills a need for this team, but I guess, you know, he's just not showing enough in practice for Luke to play him, I guess. Like, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I guess so. I mean, I mean, from what the little time we saw him in, what, did he even play? The, he played the first preseason game, right? Yes. And, and some a second? I so, believe so. He definitely played one. Yeah. So from the short time, I thought, you know, he's, he's looking fine. He's looking pretty, you know, I, I would consider last season Marvin in a way in terms of offense. Uh, defense could say otherwise, but uh, you know, I mean, yeah, he still fits one of our needs, which, which is you know, some like a, uh, actually I don't want to call him a wing player, but a power forward or you know, a spot in the four. But uh, yeah, saying that he's out of rotation, it yeah, it's kind of odd, I guess. Uh, maybe it's due to injuries i don't know there's really no like clear report besides you know what jeff schwartz has said so far i mean me and you were kind of talking about like man he looked really good in one of the preseason games where he was just running up and down the court like being mm-hmm. a role man being a lob option like that's like if he was willing to buy into that role i think he'd be fine like he wouldn't be playing starters level minutes say 30 minutes a game but like that's a good 20 24 minutes a game of just being high, a high energy rolling big and also you know he i guess so here, here's kind of what i kind of heard um is that like think about it this way the kings want to win right Luke is, I think, in the final year of his contract or the second to final year of his contract. Basically, he's been on the hot seat for a while now, basically ever since he got hired because they started pretty they started pretty badly. And, you know, you know, to bring up, unfortunately, I have to bring this up with the sexual assault case like, you know, that that like was pretty ugly to start his tenure. And it has never been pretty since he's basically always been on the hot seat. And he's coaching for his job this season. If we don't make the playoffs, like, or, like, the play-in, he's gone. Like, I, I want him gone. The city of Sacramento, most of them want him gone anyways. Pretty much all of Kings Twitter want, wants him gone. Like, he has to, he has to, you know, win games now. Mm-hmm. And Marvin right now is not, a, is not a finished product. And he is a guy that needs more development. He needs minutes to be able to kind of develop his, you know, his uh, game sense, game sense, wrong, 
like wrong thing i guess wrong term but like he needs to like develop his defensive instincts and offensive instincts by just playing more and the kings are just not in a position i guess where they want to give marvin developmental minutes like he to put it bluntly he simply hasn't earned those minutes and he is a player that does if you just play him extended minutes probably doesn't win you a lot of games so at this so probably that's what luke that's speculative and that's probably what the conversation him and luke had and basically said you know you're just not going to be the opening night's rotation and that basically sparked this shit storm on twitter and yeah hmm uh, has anything from Marvin personally uh, has or have come out yet? Because... Nothing. It seems like he. It's probably gonna come from Team Bagley. Which let me just check right now, see if they have said anything. Yeah. Let's see, their last tweet was talking about Marcus Bagley. Oh, the he's still in college, right? Yes, and that was on September third. So they have not tweeted about this. I don't think there will be anything else. The last thing was from Jeff Schwartz, that that um, tweet I just read out. So, you know, that's where things stand right now. And uh, there has been talk of, like, oh, do you just keep him on the roster now? Like, he's clearly unhappy. He seems to have probably want to burn some bridges. Like, let's be honest. Like, the front office is not stupid. This is not just Jeff Schwartz acting out on his own. And Marvin has input on this. And... You know he's not saying anything right now so all you can all we can do is speculate but this does not look good for marvin and it seems like that bridge is burned i but like i mean i'll ask your opinion first is he done in, in sacramento i think so to be honest i mean he spent our years here and we you know we gave him our full best i believe uh here in sacramento but you know i think it's time for him to move on i Depending on what team he ends up with, I'm pretty sure they could utilize him a little better, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Knock on wood that he does well wherever he goes, and I hope, yeah, the best for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, even last year at the trade deadline, like, I was even, like, saying I'm, I'm pretty, I think he's gone, I think he's done. Like, they send him home, and look, they were shopping up the deadline. I'd heard, I think, things from James Ham saying that he'd be very surprised if he stayed on the team. He ended up staying on the team, and he came back, and I thought it looked pretty good for stretches, and then got injured at the end of the season again. But like going into this season, I was very optimistic about him. Like I, I had said on last episode, I'm pretty done with Buddy. Like I was still willing to give a chance to um, to Marvin, mm-hmm. and you know, just seeing like what he's got, and again, he fills a need, a position of need that the Kings, you know, have a need for, and. You know, there's a lot, still a lot of talent in there. Like, you know, defense, like defense aside, like there is a lot of offensive potential with him. And, you know, if you play, if you if you are willing to give him developmental minutes, maybe he does figure out something on defense. It usually takes big men a few years to figure it out. But at this point, like that, I'm I'm sad. Like that that's how that this is how the Marvin saga ends. And I don't think there is any chance of reconciliation at this point. I think the bridge has been burned. It's unfortunate that this will probably be the, the closing. This is how the saga for Marvin Bagley in Sacramento ends. Like from being drafted over Luca and to basically just going, I guess, scorched earth on the Kings. The, 
an organization that once did believe in him enough to draft him over Luca. Uh, yeah, let's let's not talk about the Vlade years because yeah, this is more on Vlade in my opinion. <laughs> and you know, of of course, like none of this is his fault, but I I believe not. There a lot of it isn't the Kings' fault either. Like the no. unfortunate thing is he's just been hurt and he's just missed a ton of time. And it's unfortunate that this is how it kind of ends. And yeah, hopefully he finds success on whatever situation he finds, you know, he lands in the next one. And, you know, we we as Kings fans, like, just hope for the best for him. And one more thing, it just sucked last year that... Oh, sorry, we're about to say something. Oh, no. Sorry, but, like, uh, it's just sucked that last year we had no fans. Because, like, I, I've... You know, this has been talked about a lot. I don't know if this is truly the case, but like, Twitter has been pretty brutal on him. Like, especially a portion of King's Twitter has been especially brutal on him for being, you know, not developing much and always being hurt. And, but like, I think if you kind of like go around polling just regular King's fans, like in Sacramento, most of them still have a lot of hope in him. And it's and he his probably his impression was probably that the entire city of Sacramento hated him because of how social media looks. Yeah. But the unfortunate fact is like you know, Twitter and Instagram or help TikTok to a certain degree, it's a very small portion of the actual fan base and you know a generally a very small portion of the human population in general it should never be taken seriously what's said on that cesspool of a of a social platform and i felt that had kings been had kings fans just been in the arena just like they would be cheering for marvin when he did good and maybe even still cheering him on even when he's doing bad like you know i just feel he got the wrong impression of sacramento fans and you know lord knows like it, it, it's unfortunate it's come to this and i feel like that might have been part of it yeah sadly that's the case for most i guess um topics in a similar case uh but yeah it's, it's just too bad but yeah like i say we hope for the best for him wherever he goes if we do you know trade him or or let him go I don't even know let's see what do you think are we gonna let him go or are we gonna trade him I mean just reading through Twitter like if you just wave him like you, you still have that cap hold on your cap sheet mm-hmm. and you know I don't know what you would get out of this and but like he does have 11 million dollars on his contract and that can be used as salary filler which Unfortunately, it is probably if he's not going to play for the Kings anymore, like that's what he'll be, you know, for the Kings salary filler for another trade. And I, I, I would recommend just keeping him on the if, if you can somehow, I guess there, there will have to be a, a conversation between Kings and Marvin and seeing like if he's just like if he is a mentally in a really bad place, you know, you might as well release him for to just, you know, get some goodwill back. But like, you know, I don't, I don't know what that cap space holds, and like, you know, it's, I mean, just cutting him just seems like a waste. If you, do, if, if the price is just two second rounders or a second rounder, I mean, might as well, honestly, like, just cut him, you know, let him loose for the, for his own sake, and just let him, let him forge his own path. Like, no need to hold him in chains, I guess. 
that's a bad that's a bad analogy but no need to kind of <laughs> keep no need to keep him here when he just does not want to be here at all yeah do you remember those trades uh back in the day with uh, marvin or you know i think it was it it was uh an article one was Sad- one was sadiq bay um, yeah that's and they said and detroit said no so, yeah yeah i remember another one from i think bleacher report it was a it's like oh you could possibly trade marvin for mo bomba talk about another guy i genuinely do not give a shit about by the way he didn't get extended either so it shows you how much orlando believed yeah him. like <laughs> you talk about a guy that's like i mean so there was a conversation about jaron jackson um, just he's basically played only a few more games more than Marvin and he got and he got a basically a hundred million dollars like a hundred ten yeah. million dollars extension and you know some Kings fans were kind of like saying I mean sure he has produced a little bit more their production numbers are actually about the same but you know Jaron Jackson does two things that Marvin does not really do he shoots threes and plays defense so there's that there's that context but if like if you were to compare them like marvin didn't get anything and jaron jackson got a hundred million mm-hmm. like the, the gap between them two i don't think is that like is not that like wide but the reality is the extent when you extend a young player you are banking on the fact that that player is going to be really good two or like one or two years or even maybe even three years into that extension and grizzlies d- d- clearly think that uh jaron jackson is going to be really good in the future uh, yeah sad facts and yeah and unfortunately like marvin the kings just probably don't see it in him and yeah mo bamba like whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> I don't like Mo Bamba because he specifically didn't want to come to SAC. And yeah, he's probably had a lot of fun rotting in uh rotting in Orlando. Good good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Anyways, let's talk speaking of guys that don't want to be on their teams, this was just too funny not to talk about. Ben Simmons again. <laughs> So Ben Simmons today was apparently thrown out of practice and it was sparked by Doc asking Ben to step on the court for a defensive drill and he's Ben said no Doc asked him again and he said no and, uh, and yeah Doc asked him again and ben, ben said no and Doc just told him to go home he dropped the ball and just left the building and reportedly this has not been confirmed went straight to a strip club Ah, wonderful teammate wonderful player yeah so apparently when he entered the building uh like yes what was it yesterday or like basically when he came back to the to the practice facility like he wouldn't even say hi to like security guards staffers or teammates like he is uh he's done he's so done with that team and you know there's that viral video of him like basically in sweatpants with a phone in his pocket and you know if about for those of you that don't play basketball usually that's a sign of a guy that doesn't really try basically is basically what that implies and uh yeah uh it's he he's done (laughs) is basically the gist of it uh yeah i'm still waiting for that trade to happen but you know they're really ruining his uh whatchamacallit trade value for sure 
and I I really want to know like his like projected pr trade value now once the trade does go through. So okay, we'll, we'll get to that in a few bit. Few more tidbits. Apparently, as soon he is the first one to leave practice on for like but the both of the practices he's he's been at. Once practice is done, he Jesus dips apparently. During uh -huh. scrimmages, he he doesn't sprint at all. Like by the end of the by the end of the workout or the training session, he like he worked up. He's just started working up a sweat, and he usually only works by himself on his own court. So, again, just a guy that's just completely checked out. Just he he doesn't want to be in Philly. He's he's clearly there just for the money. Man, that that sucks. He doesn't even talk to his other teammates or any other guys in the no, organization he, that he's friends with. He just nods at them apparently, and apparently he's talked to the G League coaches more than the actual coaches. Or not the actual coaches, the main roster coaches. I mean. I see. G. So we're at that point, and yeah. So I guess my question to you, like. Do you think Ben is going about this the right way? And do you think the organization is going about this the right way? And if not, like, what other way could they have done it, I guess? Uh, that's that's hard. I'd say for Ben, he's not doing it the right way. <laughs> I think he's just tarnishing his value worse and making other uh, organizations look at him like in a negative way. And you know, for the 76ers, I I I, I think they're doing it, uh, doing him wrong as well. Like they should have, in a way, how would I say it? If they really wanted to trade him, they should have in somehow increased his trade value in some way. But doing it in a way that they're doing it now with Ben Simmons. It, I mean, just the negativity between them is not looking good, and it's not looking good, especially with, I guess, other players that might want to play for the Sixers in the future. Like, uh... so, so I'm actually gonna go the other way with this. Oh, okay. I actually think this is exactly what Ben should do, if not get, <laughs> make it even uglier, because uh -huh. unfortunately, the, how when you're forcing your way out. The blueprint to force your way out of your out of a team you do not want to play for is the James Harden way, and it's unfortunate it has to be that way. I was actually one of those guys that was not I did not like what James Harden did to the Houston Rockets. I at first I thought that was a good enough team to at least contend for the playoffs, and I think it was kind of you know kind of an asshole thing of him to kind of throw his uh, teammates under the bus and just not play as hard as, but. The reality is, you have to do it that way if you are, if you are actually serious about forcing your way out of, out of the, a team you don't want to play for. Because if you show up and just you know be a good soldier, like let's just say Ben Simmons just shows up, you know is professional about it, and let's just say they they get off to a ten and two start, the chances of you like your trade value going up might go up a little bit. But then the Sixers are like, well, we're actually doing pretty well. Like, we don't want to disrupt this. Like, let's just keep this going. We're not going to trade you anymore. Ah, I see. So that, so it gets tricky. Yeah. So what, so what he is actually doing, becoming a god awful distraction. Like Joel, talk about like just him being done with Philly. Joel Embiid is fucking done with him. He, he essentially said in a very political way, fuck this dude. 
he can fuck off. He can go fuck off to whatever strip club he can, he ever he wants to. I'm fucking done with this guy. And, and like that's actually how you get traded because now the star of the team wants you, like wants you dead or you know definitely wants you gone. Like I don't need, like basically I don't need this shit in my on my team. I don't need this shit in my life. Like you're coming out here just to kill the vibes and just like just be a you know just a stain on this team right now like and we can't wait to get rid of you like that's how like so then like that kind of go- gets into the front office where daryl moore is like oh shit like it's not that it's not that ben is becoming a distraction it's it's that I, i'm pissing off my star now or, like this guy benzim is not pissing off my star that's going to put me in trouble i need to get rid of this guy that's unfortunately how you have to do it yeah and, it's yeah yeah it's players first i guess but oh man it's, and it sucks for the front office i don't know how they like it's it's not it's not like their fault that you know well it kind of is their fault in a way like that ben simmons value is, is the way it is but like i don't i don't think his value is gonna gonna rise at all anymore i think it's gonna stay where it is which is very low right now yeah. Like Ben Simmons is not willing to play for you. Like there's no way for you to up his trade value at all. The only way for for you guys to for the Philadelphia 76ers to up his trade value is going to be indirectly another team gets desperate enough. Like you know, knock on wood. Like let let like say the Kings just start out like shit, 0 and 6 or whatever. Maybe they get a little desperate and they might be willing to offer up like either Fox or Halliburton at that point. Like that's the kind of that's the only scenario where Ben Simmons' trade value actually goes up. And the only thing I will say about the front office about handling this is maybe you should have like, uh, I guess they're handling it as well as they can, honestly. Like outside of just like with these ridiculous demands, like C.J. McCollum and four draft picks. Outside of that, I think they've handled it handled it pretty well, honestly. And, that, and I think this is unfortunately the ugly reality of it. Like, you know, I I would like to say like, oh, if you just show up and just be a good teammate, be a good soldier, like the team will do right by you. But unfortunately, with the way that businesses work, especially when it's kind of involved with rich assholes who, you know, are big, basically handling big organizations. Don't ever like, presume that the organization has your interest at heart at heart or prioritizes your interest or the player's interest they are out for themselves and in this case you have to make them very uncomfortable you have to fuck up the situation you have to just be a, a huge distraction and just you have to shock the system for them to do anything to go against their interest and to actually do you know follow your lead essentially that's just how real life works <sighs> yeah that's very true uh, it's yeah it's a tough situation but hopefully we'll get we'll see something happen soon i i, I feel like i keep on saying that every time we bring up ben simmons <laughs> because i i really want to see what happens Okay, last question. Would would you include Davion in a package role? So it'd be it would be Marvin, Buddy, Davion, and a pick. 
Just one pick? Just one pick. Oh, that's tough. Ooh. Uh, I still consider Fox Halbert and Davion untouchables at this point, so I'm going to say no. It's not a good wow. trade. It's it's tough for it's a it's tough yeah but as of right now I, I'm still gonna stay put with Davion. Ah, man, I might regret that. <laughs> Honestly, you, you know you're not that far off. I will say if Davion is gonna, I I don't think I would do it either. And this is kind of the reason why. Without Davion, without Buddy, you really put a ham you really put a damper on your shooting on this team. I know you still have Halliburton and you, you still have uh, Barnes. Like those are your only real designated shooters. Like I guess you can still have Terrence Davis too. Like that's not like you really like cut down your three point shooting, and that might be a bit of a problem. I don't I don't know. You still are getting an all an all NBA defense guy. Like you know he he'll probably for sure get us to the playoffs. It, like he'll definitely get us to the play and possibly you know a top six seed even. I think like. I mean, at some point, you you have to be you have to be willing to give up something to get something, and uh, I hate to say it, I love Davion. It's gonna be a tough choice. I might be having tears in my eyes when the, if this ever happens. <laughs> I, I think I think I would have to do it. But yeah, you. I think we were really hamstrung a lot of our shooting. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough, oh, man. But yeah. I don't know. Uh. Sorry, go ahead. You think uh, Ben Simmons will have a positive attitude when he joins the Kings? Not the greatest of attitudes, but I think of the first. I think once he sees the crowd, he be he will be so happy. Just because he he'll go from being the most hated man in his in the city he plays for. If he makes the playoffs, we're building a statue outside for him. Outside of Doko. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No joke. Like he like and like. Uh, uh, I already said, like, if Davion could ch change this, could, like, turn the defense into a top 20 defense, like, he's probably, he'll probably get votes for a DPOY. Like, I mean, talk about, like, adding Ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons can get you to a 20, or hell, the Kings have talked about, we want to be a top 15 defense this year. If he can get us to a top 15 defense, yeah, give him the defensive player of the year. I don't care, like, what Rudy Gobert does. Everybody tired of voting for that dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Just can't wait, I guess. <laughs> Just can't wait. Tomorrow's the day where we see a full game of Kings. And hopefully, you know, our stream doesn't screw up because I, I do want to watch the whole thing. Yeah, we've had a pretty bad issues with our stream today. And uh, hopefully that does not go for the Kings. Uh, Kings versus Portland, which we will be... We will be back to well. We won't be back tomorrow. We will be posting an episode probably later in the week, um, just reviewing the game and seeing what we saw. And hopefully, it's at the back of two wins. Hopefully. All right, can, uh, walk. I guess uh, you, you know, close us out. Um, yeah. yeah. This one, this went a little longer than I expected, but yeah, I just want to quickly recap the Marvin and situation and the Ben Simmons situation. Also, welcome the listeners to the 2021-2022 season. Take okay. us out, Paul. Oh well, I guess we'll see you guys later.